Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest this week is Kennedy Saggers. Kennedy, how you doing? Better than I deserve. How are you? I am the same. I am the same. Better than I deserve. Well, thanks for joining us. You and I met through your work at the Whitley County EDC, and one of the many things that I didn't yet know about you that I just found out is that you have an identical twin. I do. So how many siblings altogether? There are two of us, and I have three step-siblings. Okay. My parents were later mar- married later in life, yep. so it was the two of us um, most, of, most of my time. All right. And how did that go? I, I think you might be the first identical twin guest that we've had on the podcast, so I'm very eager to learn more about identical twins. How was that? Were you friendly? Was it competitive? How does that work? So fun. We were best friends, I think, till fourth grade, and then we became girls, so things got a little different. <laughs> and then we were best friends again in college and still are. We are vastly different. All right. So I think in the parameter of just doing different things, different circles, different friends, but we look identical. All right. And and your twin's name is? Jacqueline. Okay. And is she here in Indiana or is she somewhere else? She's here in Indiana. All right. Okay. I almost asked you, and I've done this twice with identical twins. I almost asked you if she was older or younger than you. She's the same age because she's a twin. Well, but technically she's four minutes older. All right. Okay. And we always sing happy birthday four minutes before we sing happy birthday to me. Really? Yes. That's kind of hilarious, actually. All right. Well, thank you for educating me a little bit about all that. We're going to talk about how you ended up back in Indiana through your career path. We're going to start there. So you grew up in Whitley County and then you went other places. Tell me a little bit about how you got from Whitley County to the rest of your career. And I'd like you to start with when you started considering career options. What was your first thought? Did you follow that path? Did you divert from the path? And where did that take you? Absolutely. So this is one of the favorite parts of my story. So I grew up in Columbia City and was really involved in FFA Mm -hmm. and 4-H as well, Mm -hmm. showing horses, livestock, all of the things. I was so involved that I really didn't want to go to Purdue Mm -hmm. because I was afraid I would know a lot of classmates. Uh Um, I wanted to study, I thought I wanted to study equine chiropractics. Okay. So I looked at University of Kentucky. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. Learning a lot today. All right, great. I thought I wanted to study it, and my ag advisor was like, hey, you should check out Kansas State University. They have really great things. Okay. He said, I know you like to write. I know you like to be creative. So consider maybe agricultural communications and marketing. I said, okay. So my mom and I actually took a train out to Kansas State University. Okay. And I fell in love with it right on the spot, and I said, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing made it a little bit easier when Jacqueline decided to go to Kansas as well. Okay. So you had never been to that part of the world previously. Wow. Okay. So what was that like? Did you find yourself making friends easily? Was it easy to get accustomed to another part of the world or were there some challenges there? There were some challenges. People are so friendly out there. Mm-hmm. They are so phenomenal in Kansas. Being east of the Mississippi, it seems like things maybe move a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. But adjusting was perfectly fine. I was involved in agriculture and in that same realm. So people are still appreciating their animals, appreciating land, all of the things. Okay. So you're at Kansas State. Your identical twin is close by. So how does that go and where does that position you career-wise at that point? 
There was a career fair, and I knew I wanted to write because I love writing. And I was in the career fair. This gal had an incredible magazine. She had a barrel racer on her magazine. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. What's that about? I'll talk to her. She's got boots on. So it seems like we would get along. So I approached her, and she said, oh, I write for a magazine, Kansas Country Living, which Mm -hmm. is the electric cooperatives in the state of Kansas. Uh And I said, fantastic. And I interviewed within the week, and I ended up at an internship there in Topeka, Kansas, which was about an hour drive from campus. Mm -hmm. Pursued that, and then that led to a summer opportunity at the electric cooperative in Dodge City, Kansas. Okay. And Dodge City, where is that in in relationship to Topeka? West, a lot. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because Kansas is one of those big rectangular states. Okay. Yes. So another different part of the world. Absolutely. That's where it got really, really different. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how long are you in uh, Dodge? Is it Dodge City? Okay. Dodge City. So I went to Kansas State in Manhattan. Yeah. Finished my bachelor's in three years and then went directly to Dodge City and was there for four years. All right. Okay. Now, at this point, are you thinking Kansas is going to be home or are you saying this is temporary? Oh, no. Kansas was going to be home Uh forever. Okay. So hang on, listeners. We have a cliffhanger for you. So you're there for about four years. And then where do you go and why do you make that change? Family was a big thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was time to move on, just some changes professionally of what I wanted to pursue and what I wanted to do, really trying to find the value of what I wanted to be, who I wanted to become. I had a passing of my grandparents, and my nephew was born. Mm -hmm. There's something so special about that little guy, I don't really understand. (laughs) So I started uh, pursuing a career opportunity in Indiana, and I came back in January of 2019. Okay. All right. So January of 2019. And does that take you to the Whitley County EDC, or do you stop somewhere else first? I stop somewhere else first. All right. Okay. And tell us a little bit about that, and then where you go from there. Yes. So I am obsessed with books, and mm-hmm. I read a ton of books. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those nerds that if there's a textbook, I read it cover to cover. Oh, wow. Okay. Provided that. And I love mental health. Mm-hmm. So I thought I wanted to pursue maybe a degree in psychology uh-huh. and a master's in it. Okay. Short, short, short tenure at the Bowen Center mm-hmm. in Warsaw okay. as a skills coach. All right. So that's where I was until I got a Facebook message of somebody that said, hey, Whitley EDC is hiring marketing and communications. I said, I don't really know what that does, but yeah. <laughs> I'll apply. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. Okay. So this takes you full circle and back home to Whitley County. How had Whitley County changed since you had been gone? What was different about it? What was exciting? What was new? All those things. It's one of those things where nothing changes and everything changes. Okay. The progressiveness of the types of people that were around just it wasn't just a rural community anymore. Mm-hmm. There was more industry that I was seeing and the opportunities that were given through the different school districts. And all of these things were more progressive yeah. in a better space. Okay. All right. And you did you then go into uh, being a high school instructor at that point or – Where did you go after Bowen Center? I may be losing track of of where we are. Sorry about that. That's okay. I lose track sometimes too. (laughs) So from Bowen Center, I went directly to Whitley County Economic Development. Okay. And 
I just started the instructor position at Columbia City High School in August of this past year. Okay, all right. So let's let's talk about the the ag instructor position, and then we'll focus on the EDC. So how did that come to be that you were teaching ag classes, and what's that been like, especially since at least part of it was mid pandemic? How did how did all that work, and and how's that been going? Certainly, it's a great story too. But to keep it short, I was at a meeting of business leaders and industry leaders for the Columbia City Agriculture Academy. And I was representing the EDC and they said, hey, we have a need to do X, Y, and Z and teach ag business. And so I approached one of the gals at the school and I said, hey, if you're really needing somebody in a community aspect, I would love to do it. So fast forward, she said, hey, let's button up some details, ask your boss if everything's okay to do that. And I did. And without much notice, I get all of these messages after a school board meeting that said, hey, you're hired. Wow. (laughs) And it was fantastic. So I transitioned into that, but I only do it one period a day. Okay. And I have that flexibility in my schedule to be able to teach ag business at Columbia City High School. And it's phenomenal uh, exposing those students to so many industries in Whitley County and the region. Yeah, really. that's that's great. So no teaching experience prior, is that correct? That's correct. Wow. That's – and I've always said, you know, I, I do a lot of presentations, but the most intimidating audience I'm ever in front of is younger students because they know if – you are not prepared and they're sort of looking for blood in the water. <laughs> so how did you how did you do initially? Did it take some time to get accustomed to that setting or were you pretty good right from the start? It was really a fortunate situation because so many of those students I knew oh, through great. 4-H and FFA yeah. with this large, I mean, a smaller sampling for this first year of students. But as a workplace specialist license, so I'm licensed through the state of Indiana for a teaching license, I'm able to just pursue that and get the coaching that I need as an instructor to facilitate what's appropriate and how to handle, you know, just the administrative things. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, let's talk now about the Whitley County EDC, Economic Development Corporation. Tell us how you describe that organization when people ask you about it. What do you say when people want to know more about the Whitley County EDC? The Whitley County EDC is the single point of contact for industry and life in Whitley County. So we truly serve the larger industry as well as the small businesses and just make Whitley County home in the greater sense of things, doing those housing studies, doing the workforce retention, workforce training, all of those components are found at the EDC. And the Whitley County EDC is what I, I believe it's called a LIDO, a local economic development organization. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So what are some of the primary goals of the organization? In other words, what on, a, on an average day, what are your top priorities in terms of what you do and who you serve? So what we do and who we serve, our main focus is, of course, getting that investment in the county. That's mm-hmm. going to make a difference. Yeah. So uh, financing some TIF districts supporting industry, and then again, making employment opportunities for residents in Whitley County and making quality of life projects that are important. So how do how do you balance the need for new investment and development with preservation of what makes Whitley County special in terms of being a place with open spaces and a place where agriculture is welcome? How, how does the organization balance that? And obviously that's not 
entirely up to you alone. You have a staff you work with. But being someone who obviously has an appreciation for agriculture, where does that fit in in terms of the the priorities for Whitley County EDC? Of course. So we want to honor all industries, and we know that agriculture is so appreciated in Whitley County. We hear that from our residents, and we hear that in businesses as well. So finding those spaces and that land that is uh, coded appropriately for when we can have some space for some industrial and then keep it zoned for agricultural use as well. Balancing it is a huge thing, and we rely on all of our key partners and components to help make that happen. Yeah. So in terms of the team that you work with, tell us a little bit. I know it's a, it's a small organization, but you've got some other folks you work alongside. Tell us a little bit about them, the roles they play, and how your role fits into all that. Absolutely. So I am the marketing director, and then I have a president, uh, Dale, and we rely so heavily on redevelopment commissions. We rely heavily on our commissioners, our local officials from Columbia City, as well as our towns of Cherubusco, Larwell, and South Whitley. So it truly is playing Switzerland, if you will, of just balancing what is needed and what is important to those towns in the city and making sure that everyone has the resources that they need when they are doing site selection or building businesses, expanding small businesses, whatever they may need. We also work with our Chamber of Commerce and our Main Streets too. All right. And you are somewhat, at least somewhat collaborative with the other Lido's, correct? I, I think I saw that you're either going to be or you were on a panel with Morgan Ellis. Is that correct? Tell yes. us a little bit about that. And I'll I'll preface this by saying that this is being recorded in late April and probably won't be out in the world until about a month from now. But tell us a little bit about that event that event, and how that's reflective of some of that collaboration among the Lido's. Absolutely. So we are in a very collaborative space. And I know Morgan personally from service on Mission 25 board and Mission 25 committee work. So we joined in this space and she is hosting this marketing and communication event for downtown businesses in Wabash. And she just reached out and said, hey, would you be able to do this? And I said, absolutely. So most importantly, it's about that relation of that collaboration and what comes of those pieces. We know that small businesses are so important for her organization and they're so important to our towns and our city. So it just made sense to me. Well, that's great. And what is Mission 25? What What is that organization? What's, what is its mission and what role do you play with that group? Great question. So I am just the marketing chair committee, and I also serve on the board, not in any role, just a board member. And Mission 25 is the recovery, prevention, and transition for those in need in the Northeast region. All right. So typically that's substance use, that may be homelessness, those types of things. All right. So so it's a little bit of a tie back to your interest in mental health and some of the things you're doing at Bowen Center. It is. Yeah. All of that comes together. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the things you're working on. And obviously, you can't share some things because some of it's proprietary. But what are some of the things that are taking up a lot of space on your calendar, a lot of space in your mind? Maybe they're exciting. Maybe they're keeping you up at night. Maybe they're a combination of those things. Some of the projects at the top of your list right now. Certainly. So some of the projects at the top of my list and where we met is uh, Leadership Whitley County. Mm -hmm. Leadership Whitley County is accepting applications for Class 22, which just seems so crazy that we are in the 22nd year. 
So um, getting those applications in is important, and we are restructuring some content, and we hope to have you back as well. I would love to do it. So LWC there, and then I'm also in my creative space creating a map of the downtown Columbia City Connect District, which I'm super excited about that we will have uh, in Columbia City for visitors to use about all of the shopping, services, food, all of those things. And as Columbia City has grown, so have uh, those services and those kind of attraction pieces. And then Another thing that is taking up a lot of time right now is just we went through a rebranding process Mm -hmm. and making sure that all of our documents and all of the things are up to date on our website and making sure we're available. And I don't know, for all the dreamers and the doers, you know, (laughs) small business things are taking up some time, too. All right. So I want to go back to the Connect um, initiative for a second. Tell us a little bit about what that is. What's the goal of that initiative and what's your role in, in helping with that? Certainly. So Columbia City Connect is separate from us. Again, they're one of our collaborative partners uh, at the EDC. So I am a board member there Mm -hmm. as well and serving in the marketing committee and economic vitality. They uh, needed this map and it's a great resource not only for the EDC to have access to all of that contact information and how we're going to support businesses, but then having it as a turnaround piece that we can turn out to the public and be used by whomever. All right. And is the map just highlighting local businesses, any specific types of businesses, or is it basically everything that's available downtown? Not everything that's available downtown, not your professional services, but certainly your um, places that you can eat, places that you can visit, whether they be attractions like Oki Alley or some pocket alleys that we may have, and then services as well. So hair salons and all those types of things. All right. Okay. So you're on the Mission 25 board. You're on the Connect Columbia City board. You have your full-time job. You do equestrian stuff, as I so articulately call it. Um, Any other boards or any other things? That's plenty, but is there anything else you're involved in? Yes, so I do a junior achievement board as well. I'm the secretary for them. Of course, that just makes sense in economic development that we would be help training the future workforce and pursuing the entrepreneurship type of curriculum. So I I serve there, and I'm a stepmom and a wife, and— a believer in Jesus. And so that's what I do. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like enough. It sounds like your list is quite long enough. All right. Well, I want to pivot to the speed round of the show where we summarize some of the things we've already talked about, although you are absolutely welcome to give them a new spin. So the first one has to do with careers. Tell us a little bit about the one thing that you believe is critical to career success with you know, you having worked in different states and somewhat in different industries and you have two jobs that are running parallel and you're doing multiple other things. What's the one lesson that you want people to hear out of your career that you think would help them be fulfilled and successful? Communication. Communication with yourself and communication with others around you of how they can help leverage what you're passionate about and maybe just don't be afraid to pursue whatever that may be. So when you look at a communication aspect, there's so many opportunities in marketing and Mm -hmm. in this field. And while I've changed industry, I've always stayed true to kind of finding that passion and things that I'm interested in. So I would iterate the communication with self and communication with others to get to where you want to be. All right. Excellent. Okay. Second question. And you can use any of the organizations you're affiliated with, but what's one thing you want people to know about an organization you're associated with that would either clear up a misconception or amplify something that 
should have more amplification, a story that deserves to be told. What's one thing that you would like to get the word out about regarding the organizations you're connected to? Certainly. So I am passionate about Whitley County economic development. And so I want to clear up the notion that we are not here for local businesses and that all we care about is big industry. Mm -hmm. That is certainly not the case. The industry that we have in Whitley County is so important to us and it makes what we do enjoyable as they consider expansions and as they're pivoting through pandemic, all of those pieces. So Whitley County EDC is here for our current businesses and other businesses too. Excellent. Why do you think that misconception exists? What what drives that? Do you happen to know or is it a mystery to you about why people may think that? No. So from my own perspective, I think it may have been a lack of communication internally mm-hmm. uh, with with the county and with some of our stakeholders. Okay. Certainly. All right. All right. So there's a, a little bit of responsibility the organization has to clear up that misconception. It's not something that is is everyone else's fault, but it take, it's going to take some work to overcome probably years of perceptions in that direction. Absolutely. And that was part of the rebrand, too, of just being here for Whitley County and being the single point of contact for any business needs, and then we can help point them in the right direction for whatever they may need. Excellent. All right. Last question. Is there a tool, a trick, a tip that you've learned or something you depend on that you think other marketers should know about? Now, this doesn't have to be a technology tool. It doesn't have to be anything complicated, just something that you rely on that might be helpful to other people who do similar types of work. This may sound so silly because of maybe how young I am, but pen and paper. Okay. Every time right. I am a note taker and a list maker. All right. And I think it really helps prioritize the day of just making a clean list every single day and scratching them off as you get them done. So why pen and – all right, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Why pen and paper and not a tool like Evernote or a, an ele- another electronic resource? Why is pen and paper – why does that work for you? It works for me, and I think it really is just the fulfillment of just being able to scratch it off. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different when you just tick a box online. Yes, it absolutely. feels kind of anticlimactic. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, and you just have to make sure you don't lose the paper because then you have to start all over again. And yeah. sometimes I've come across that of, oh, I think I threw that in the recycling last night, and yeah. I still needed it this morning. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, folks, there you have it: pen and paper. Let's go back to that. Sometimes maybe that can make our life easier. Well, Kennedy, I really appreciate you spending time with us this afternoon, coming here from Columbia City, and you know you're. identical twin could have come here in your place and I would have never been any the wiser. Oh, yes, she could have. (laughs) All right. Well, maybe next time. (laughs) Well, thanks again. And thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next week with another great guest and we hope you will join us then. 